This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 145 of the Catholic Foodie, Thanksgiving and the Fullness of Truth. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about two great things, two awesome things. First of all, Thanksgiving is just a couple of days away. Hard to believe it's already November 2012. Wow. Time flies, huh? And uh, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and a couple of recipes as well. And in addition to that, we're going to talk about a new resource. We are now in the in the year of faith, folks. We're in the year of faith, and there is a, a brand new resource available online to help us grow in faith. And we're going to talk about that today uh, right here, you know, at the Catholic Foodie, where we're going to feed both our bodies and our souls, where food meets faith. That's right. You know, I had big plans, big plans for this episode of the Catholic Foodie. I mean, it's the week of Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, CatholicFoodie.com is just going crazy with people coming to the website uh, with with looking for like Thanksgiving prayers, Thanksgiving blessings, Thanksgiving uh, recipes, all kind of good stuff. And uh, I'm always excited at this time of year because it's almost like an anniversary. I mean, goodness gracious. Four years ago, right before Thanksgiving, four years ago, 2008, uh, I launched this thing that's called the Catholic Foodie, and it's, you know, it's it's a website, it's a blog, it's it's got it's a food blog, uh, but it's also a faith blog, <laughs> a Catholic blog, right? Uh, and it's also a podcast, and that podcast is is both a food podcast and a faith podcast. It's 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 really uh, I think unique in the way. That 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 we bring these two things together, food and faith, and I'm always amazed. You know, it's it's the Catholic foodie, but I'm always amazed when I go to iTunes from time to time and I'm checking for, you know, did anybody leave a comment or did they rate the Catholic foodie podcast? Yeah, you know, I'm checking those things out, and I, I, when I go to iTunes and I notice that the Catholic foodie podcast is featured in iTunes, it's like on the first page, and it's right there, and it's it's usually in the food category. So that's awesome. I mean, it's absolutely amazing to me, and I'm, I'm so excited about it because I have an opportunity to talk about my Catholic faith here and to talk about what we believe and the hope that we have uh, all in the context of food. And, and you know what? People like to talk about food, and nine times out of ten, people are not threatened by food. <laughs> and sometimes when you talk about politics and religion and everything else, People can be threatened. So it, it's amazing that we have this venue, we have this this platform here to discuss uh, food and faith, right? Food and faith. And I'm sure there are lots of people out there who listen to the Catholic Foodie who aren't Catholic. They're not Catholic, and, and they're not religious, and, and that's okay. That's great. And it's fantastic that they are listening to the show. I, t- I talk a lot about food, and, 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 and I also bring in Faith, and I try to do so in a non-threatening way. And today, today we are talking about faith. Uh, I'm excited about that. Very excited about it. We've got uh, Thanksgiving this week, and I had big plans to share with you a couple of recipes. And it turns out that uh, my my good friends over at uh, at Baton Rouge Catholic Radio invited me on the show this morning, and so uh, I've already talked to them about <laughs> about. Um, you know, uh, uh, turkey, uh, pepper-stuffed turkey, and also uh, a couple of sides, cream spinach and um, 
sweet potato pudding. And I thought, you know, why why duplicate this? If I already talked about it, I happened to record this uh, this this interview this morning. Why not include it in the podcast? So with uh, with their grateful or their their gracious permission, rather, uh, I'm going to include this clip or a couple of clips from the discussion I had this morning with the, the fine folks over at Baton Rouge Catholic Radio, which you can find, by the way, at brcatholicradio.com. Uh, also, if you are on Facebook, just go to BR Catholic, or search for Baton Rouge Catholic Radio. And if you're on Twitter, their handle is brcatholicradio. So I'm, I'm very happy I get to share that with you today. We had a really fun conversation. And, you know, it's, it's one thing if I'm on the, the podcast here and I'm just talking to you about recipes and trying to tell you what's in them. It's another thing completely to have a conversation with not just one person, but total, there was five of us. <laughs> five of us talking about food and faith and Thanksgiving. So I'm, I'm very excited to share that conversation with you uh, today. And, and next, what we have up today I have been working, and you're going to hear about this uh, in the in the in the in the conversation I had with the folks over at Baton Rouge Catholic Radio. You you'll hear about this, but I have been working for the last couple of months uh, with a friend of mine who is a a, a phenomenal uh, man. He, he's he's really a, a fantastic man of God, uh, a very devout, very uh, intelligent, very um, oh gosh, I mean he's a, he's an incredible apologetic uh, apologist. He's an incredible uh, theologian. Uh, he, he's just a, a fantastic uh, man, and I'm, I'm I'm blessed to know him. His name is uh, Jim Sagers. Some some folks know him as Jim Sagers. Some know him as uh, Jimmy Sagers. But he has been involved in teaching the faith and in a teaching ministry for years and years and years now. In the last few months, I have been privileged to uh, help him to take a, a, a book that he wrote. Uh, that that's based. It's really all about the faith. It's called the fullness of truth. It's all about the faith, and it's it just really condenses uh, all the truths of the faith and into very easy to consume um, uh, uh, nibbles, if you will, right tidbits. Uh, it, it's it's so easy to digest. It's really really a, a, an amazing tool. This book and what I have helped him do is to take this book that he wrote and and to publish it digitally. And we did that, first of all, on the Amazon Kindle. And so the book is actually available right now, today, for the first day, today, on the Amazon Kindle. And we've got some specials coming up this weekend, okay? So it's a holiday weekend. We do have a, a, a sale coming up, and I'll tell you more about that toward the end of the show. But I, I, I was so excited. I got to sit down with, uh, with Jimmy, my friend Jimmy, uh, for about half an hour, and to, uh, I got to pick his brain <laughs> about this book, about the faith, about teaching the faith. Um, just about how beautiful our Catholic faith really is, and it was an it was an awesome conversation. It was it was truly a, a blessed conversation, and so I am I feel doubly blessed because I get, I get to share that with you today. I'm very excited about that. So we have two things coming up. Both are pre-recorded, so you're going to hear me right now live, so to speak. Uh, then we're going to go to the the radio interview this morning, and then we're going to go to the interview that I had with with Jimmy just, uh, I guess it was about a week ago that we had this interview. So I've got all that for you today. Busy week. It's a good time to listen to podcasts. You can listen to this while you're in the kitchen cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, and, and it's going to be good. Oh, love. Oh, love. You heard him? You could not ask for a more noble cause than that. 
Sonny, true love is the greatest thing in the world. Except for nice MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomatoes ripe. They're so perky. I love that. And speaking of Thanksgiving, Dave's throat's all getting constricted because it's getting ready uh, to eat. It's warning me. My stomach last night was rumbling like it knew something was about to happen. And I think, uh, you know, already the vegetables are coming out, people are getting ready. And who else better to talk about, right, Deacon, uh, Thanksgiving than our Catholic guest? foodie. Jeff Young. Hey, how you there? I'm here. Thank you so much. Hey, well, Jeff, how you doing? Doing good. Getting ready for the big day, you know. Jeff, I just want to tell you it was a pleasure meeting you in Mandeville a few, what, I guess now about a month ago, right at the uh, the get together for Catholic Community Radio in New Orleans, and uh, you know we've been talking to you for years. By the time we put a face, that's right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the website, it's good to, good to see you. Did friend. you notice the look of disappointment on Jeff's face? When yeah, he saw, he saw us and he went, "Oh man, no wonder they're on the oh, radio." Come on now. <laughs> well, well Jeff, Jeff, this is Johnny. Uh, Obviously, everyone's going to be preparing a turkey, but um, other than trying to, uh, you know, do something weird, unusual um, ter in terms of getting their turkey ready, I, I got to know, as the Catholic foodie, what are you doing with yeah. your turkey? <laughs> well, you know, oh, I, oh. I, I started to, uh, I came across a recipe a couple of years ago, and I just, I, I love it. I've made some adjustments to it, but it's, it's just uh, uh, a fantastic recipe. Yeah, the, the problem with turkey, when you bake a turkey, the danger is that it's going to dry out. Yep, it always know? does. And yeah. there's nothing worse than a dry turkey. And uh, this recipe actually came from uh, someone I think y'all may have heard of, Marcel Bienvenu. Yes. Ah, <laughs> who's your mama? Are you Catholic? <laughs> That's right. That? And this is something that her aunt uh, used to make all the time. And, man, you talk about good. And you don't put any kind of liquids into the actual pan when you before you you, know, when you roast the turkey. It's all just natural juices. And, of course, you, you do put butter. Now, you have to do... A little bit of butter in this recipe, like but what, three pounds. What, what at least, about? at least no, okay. uh, <laughs> two sticks. Only two sticks of butter. Oh, okay. but uh, you know that's it. That's it. Two sticks of butter. But I'm telling you, the, the thing about this turkey that's so unusual is that it's stuffed with peppers, and you have some sport peppers or Tabasco peppers, but I also put banana peppers because they're not as hot, and uh, it, it really does give this turkey a kick. But it comes out it's just so juicy; it's like fall off the bone good. Okay, so 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 this uh, this is the one you gave us during the radiothon. That's why I was so fascinated. We had to have you back this morning. You actually stuffed the cavity with peppers. Well, actually, what you do is is well, yes, you do the cavity, but not just that. You actually make slits inside the cavity, uh, mm -hmm. in in the breast area on both sides of the breastbone, and then also uh, along the bones of the the drumsticks and the wings. And you're going to stuff that with seasoned butter. It's seasoned with uh, salt and with cayenne and uh, and with this pepper mixture, which has bell pepper, it's got uh, onion, it's got the, the, the banana peppers and the, the sport peppers also, along with some of the, the vinegar, the pickling juice from, from the jar. You so talk nice. about good. So what you do is you, 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 you stuff this thing full of peppers, you wrap it up, set it aside and let it cook itself, right? That's yeah. right. Because of the heat. <laughs> this is an economical way. You don't have to use any energy. Now, this is not true. Do not do this recipe. We are just kidding. That's called, what, turkey ceviche. Is what that's, that's right. Called. That's right. That's not so, a good thing. 
just trying to envision how this this stuffing occurs. So you literally have this butter in your hand <laughs> that you have you made a slit and in, in, in these areas that you're talking about, and you've literally got a wad of butter in your hand and you stuff it in there? Well, sort of. Uh, two things you have to, to, to keep in mind. First of all, I would recommend wearing gloves because you're dealing with peppers, you're dealing with cayenne, and it, you know, it can burn your skin. Uh, secondly, anytime you work with butter, when you're actually cooking with butter in, in this kind of a way, you want to make sure it's frozen or, or really, really cold. Otherwise, it's just going to melt and right. go all over the place. I was yes. trying to envision this because I actually cook. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> how does this happen? Okay. What a coincidence. I actually eat. I'm coming. No, I'm just <laughs> So well, I was the, trying the, to picture it, Jeff, if I wasn't coming up with that. That makes sense to me. Well, well you know what, Jeff, uh, let, let's do this because we're given an overall view of how sure. this what is it, what's the recipe? Give us the recipe. Can you do that? Oh, certainly. You know, I mean, just uh, the, with a turkey, about twelve pound turkey. And okay. if you uh, if you if you do a, a larger turkey, just double the recipe. I, I think I did it uh, last year. It was a twenty pound turkey I did, and I just doubled the recipe. But you need a turkey, of course. You need two sticks of butter. You want to cut those uh, sticks of butter into about quarter inch slices, and cut those slices then in half. Uh, eight teaspoons of salt, four teaspoons of cayenne, a large sweet yellow onion chopped, a large green bell pepper chopped, four cloves of garlic. And I don't, you know, some people like to mince their garlic. I like to crush my garlic and I use a, a mortar and pestle and, I, and I crush that garlic. Yeah. Uh, and then the eight to 10 sport peppers or Tabasco peppers. It depends. I think, uh, Cajun chef, they actually call it sport peppers and, and other, uh, varieties down here, uh, call them Tabasco peppers. And uh, I use about five to six ounces of banana peppers chopped. And okay. uh, you want to reserve a little bit of that uh, pickling juice, about three tablespoons of it, to use in this uh, veggie mixture. Uh, preheat your oven to 400 degrees. You want to put the butter slices in a glass mixing bowl and then add two teaspoons of salt and a teaspoon of cayenne. All right, you, got, you want to mix it around as best you can. Then take that bowl and stick it in the freezer and let that butter get very, very cold. Keep it in the freezer yeah, about half, a, half an hour. That's all right. Um, when you're chopping the peppers, you're talking seeds and all, right? Uh, well, yeah, these are these are peppers that are uh, pickled. They, they come in a jar. So, so yeah, okay. just the whole thing. Yeah, okay, go ahead. And, and then, okay, so we put the butter in the freezer with the cayenne and the salt. Okay. That's right. In the meantime, you're going to get your work surface set up, you know, with the, the turkey. And uh, you're going to have to make those slits. Now, you know, when I first read this recipe probably three, four years ago now, um, it was kind of confusing because, you know, I've never done it before. So I'm fooling with this turkey and, and digging in places and cutting in places I'd never done before. And uh, <laughs> this is the, 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 the bottom line with this is you just got to do what works. You know, okay. I, I tried to do exactly the way I had read about it. I just couldn't, couldn't make that work. But uh, you're going to essentially, with the cavity facing you, breast up, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to make some incisions in the breast meat without puncturing all the way through. You don't want to puncture the skin. And, uh, and that's on the inside of the cavity. Right. So you have to have a small knife, right? A small knife to do that. And uh, what you're doing is basically getting a hole big enough for you to use your fingers to stuff butter and then stuff some of the actual pepper stuffing up into the breast in three or four different places on either side of the breastbone. Okay. Gosh. And then you do the, you're going to do the basically the same thing. You're, you're wanting to stuff it with the peppers and the butter. But you're going to uh, cut along the bone inside the skin. You have to pull the skin back a little bit. Inside the skin of the drumsticks, you want to cut along the bone and stuff that with the butter and the peppers as well. Okay. And so in the end, once you've done that to both drumsticks, you do the same thing to the wings, except, of course, you're turning the turkey around and you're going to cut 
very gently from like the shoulder area to I guess it's called the elbow of the uh, of the of the wing, and you're gonna stuff that the same way. And in the end, you're gonna wind up with some left over. It just goes in the cavity. I like to stick some on the uh, in between the drumsticks and the thighs because once you tie those legs up, it'll oh, yeah. it'll keep well. And uh, just sprinkle the top of the turkey with any extra salt and cayenne you might have that you'd already measured out, and and you're good to go. Okay, and then and then so the cavity itself, you've got that chopped onion. The chopped onion is part of what you're stuffing up in there. That's right. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's all all the peppers and the onion and the um, the the vinegar from the um, from the peppers. Butter and sounds like it makes a it does sound like it makes a great gravy, does it? Ooh, I could only imagine the gravy. And it, it's got a little kick to it. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so now you still have a situation where you've 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 stuffed the turkey and you you you've done all that. What is keeping it from drying it out? Is the way you cook it, or is it what's in that turkey? Well, I mean, of course, you you can certainly dry it out if it, if it cooks too long. Yeah. But uh, with a with a twelve pound turkey, you know, I usually what I'll do to get the browning process started is stick it into that oven that's preheated to four hundred degrees, and leave it in there for about twenty thirty minutes at four hundred. Then reduce the heat to three fifty. Cover it. I use um, uh, just tin foil to yeah. cover it, and let it bake again for. Three hours to, to to three and a half, but three and a half you really kind of taking a risk. Pushing, yeah, okay. And then you got your juicy bird. Juicy bird. Tell you what, Jeff. I know you want to talk about a book that you are uh, involved with, and uh, you want to tell us all about uh, how to do this ebook and all that kind of stuff. You want to give us a little sneak preview before the break? Sure. Uh, I've, I've been working with uh, Mr. Jim Sagers in Covington, Louisiana who has uh, had a teaching apostolate for, uh, for years. He, he's put over 18 years' worth of uh, research into this book that he has written called The Fullness of Truth. It is a handbook uh, for understanding and explaining the Catholic faith biblically, and we have just published this book on the Amazon Kindle. And uh, we also have a website that's launching uh, this week, hopefully uh, on, by, by Thanksgiving Day, if not at least the day after Black Friday. And uh, the book will be available on the website as well. Do you have an address for that website yet, Jeff? Thefullnessoftruth.com. So that's uh, that's a new book, The Fullness of Truth, and you've been working on it. Uh, and uh, we're going to get into it a little bit more deeply uh, after a short break. We're talking to Jeff Young. He's the Catholic foodie. He's just talk, told us about some weird – Incredible recipe. <laughs> as a matter of fact – Things. I want to hear about his favorite side, I mean, vegetable dish. Because, oh, there we go. Uh, you know, because rather doing all the traditional stuff, which is fun. There's probably, Jeff's probably got a few tricks up his sleeve. Also, this recipe can be found on thecatholicfoodie.com, right, yes. Jeff? That's correct. Good. Okay. Thecatholicfoodie.com. And we're going to join the Catholic Foodie right after a short break. Stay with us. You are listening to 1380 AM WPYR Catholic Community Radio. We'll be right back. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day, to the day that you die, why not be good at it? I'm Johnny Abair. This is David Dawson, Deacon Jody Moscona, Stacey Galino. Good to have you with us. We are talking about getting our chops ready, getting <laughs> our souls ready, getting our, hopefully, our, our spirits ready to give thanks, as usual, to our Lord for just good things in terms of food, but family. Most importantly, yes. the family of God, our own personal families. We are looking forward to it. Excited, guys, always to get together for Thanksgiving. And we're talking to 
Uh, Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie. Good to have you with us, Jeff. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's good to be here. Thanks. Now, Jeff, question came up. Why the Catholic foodie? I mean, food, food. Isn't food <laughs> the same? Why Catholic foodie? Uh, well, I, you know, uh, I, I've been a geek all my life, and, and I love gadgets and, and things like that. And way back when, I guess about five, six years ago, when the iPod first came out, remember that thing, the iPod? Uh, <laughs> now we got the iPhone, iPad, I everything. But when the iPod first came out, I was teaching high school, and uh, uh, I, I just I just ate it up. And, and I got into podcasting, and I used to teach religion, and I taught Spanish, and I would podcast my classes and load all that up onto iTunes and my students would download it and they could study on the go. And I just thought that was so cool. And one day I thought, you know, I love doing this. I mean, actually putting this stuff together is just a lot of fun. And I, I, I would, but that's work. You know, I want to do something that I just love to do. <laughs> and uh, the two things that, that popped in my head were, were food and faith. I love to cook. I've always have. And of course I love my Catholic faith. And so thus the, the, the Catholic food he was born. Oh, that's wow. that's powerful. I mean, we're we're food people as Catholics, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Everything's around the banquet table. So we are talking about the table. You were fascinating us, giving us the recipe for that turkey. And if those of you didn't get all the details, you can get that at your website, right? Catholicfoodie.com, right? That's right. That's right. And I'm looking at it right now. It is a fantastic website. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm already getting new recipes, you know, for Thursday. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> a picture of tortellini again. That, I'm looking at the tortellini soup. I'm married to a Sicilian, Jeff. <laughs> so I'm looking at this tortellini soup, you know? Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Now, Jeff, we always have the traditional side dishes, you know, the mashed potatoes, which Alan Taylor tells us we can make out of cauliflower. More on that later. Mm. But you're bound to have some <laughs> some really great uh, side dishes, recipes that maybe, uh, maybe they're not traditional, but they're delicious. So lay it on us. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's funny. I, really, I, uh, I I love some of the traditional things. We we have actually a couple of sides that we do every year, and we only do them twice a year. Really, we do them for uh, for Thanksgiving and, and for Christmas because they're so rich. You you can't afford to do them the rest of the year. You know, the the cream spinach is my absolute favorite, and and it's funny because my kid my kids are are pretty voracious eaters. They're they're not too picky. Um, and they, they beg for this. As a matter of fact, sometimes wow. around Thanksgiving, they ask, you know, if we eat it all on Thanksgiving Day, they ask the next day, they're like, can we make some more of that? Mm. <laughs> spinach, That's too. good I'm, stuff. I'm, yeah, that, that's amazing. I'm looking for it right now. I bet you there's not much spinach in it. <laughs> I'm well, kidding. I'm kidding. What, I mean, what is that? Can you share that recipe? Oh, certainly. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's really very simple. It's just, it's very, uh, it's rich because it has cream cheese in it. It's got sour cream. It's got butter. But, you know, you have half an onion chopped. You got half a stick of butter, eight ounces of cream cheese, uh, eight ounces of sour cream, and then a, a, a large bag of, of frozen chopped spinach. You can also use fresh spinach if you want, just the equivalent of, of what you would get in that, in that large frozen bag. Uh, Parmesan Romano cheese and then Cajun seasoning. You know, you've got a bunch to choose from here in South Louisiana. And then we also add some nutmeg and some, uh, some granulated garlic. And uh, just, a, just a tiny bit of that, uh, you saute the onion and the butter, and you cook the spinach according to the directions. You squeeze dry the, the spinach using a sieve or, or cheesecloth. You add the spinach to a saute pan. You add the cream cheese and the sour cream, and you integrate that very well. Season it to taste. Uh, we do like to add granulated garlic. I want to specify not garlic powder. There's a very different, I find at least, a very different taste and a yes. different feel between granulated and, and, and powdered garlic. 
So uh, my preference is definitely for the, the powder, I mean, for the, uh, the granulated. Of course, fresh is always better. Um, and let's see, what else do I do? Um, well, we transfer this to a baking dish. We sprinkle it with the cheese on top, and uh, we just bake it at 350 until it's thoroughly heated. Doesn't take long. And it is incredible. Cream, cream cheese and butter. Parmesan cheese and butter. butter. Cheese and butter. Cheese. With your yeah. spinach. Yeah, I'd eat that too. Northern <laughs> <Jordan. laughs> kids like it. No, oh, you know. It's, it's your I, healthy. Yeah. I can't imagine that this is a secret recipe because you just said it over the radio, but I don't see it on the catholicfoodie.com. And I'm thinking I could Uh-oh. love that for Thanksgiving. It's actually, it's there, but it's under the title, Two Sides of My Better Half, because my wife is the one who actually put these up. Ah, very good. Uh-huh. Okay, okay I'm, I'm all over good. that. Hey, Jeff, I got a quick word. Sure. <laughs> you got anything special we can do with sweet potatoes? I'm just curious because it's a traditional staple, but, you know, I always wonder. Is there something else you can do with that to kind of make it interesting, garnish it up? Well, you got any suggestions there? Well, with sweet potatoes, you know, that's uh, on that same page, We I do have a sweet potato pudding, and the pudding is um, – you know, a lot of people talk about sweet potato casserole, and this is just, just a little bit different. And this, I'm telling you, this we only do this twice a year, okay? Because <laughs> it's it's rich. It's just rich. But, uh, yeah, sweet potato pudding, this is adapted from Emerald's uh, uh, recipe in, in Louisiana Real and Rustic. Two pounds of sweet potatoes baked, uh, three eggs, cup of whole milk, uh, one-eighth teaspoon freshly gra- uh, grated nutmeg, a half a teaspoon ground cinnamon, one cup pecan pieces, one cup of brown sugar, Three tablespoons of Steens, 100% pure cane syrup, a quarter teaspoon of kosher salt, a half a teaspoon vanilla extract, three tablespoons of bourbon, uh, or more, uh, 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 your preference, and then then, uh, a half a stick of butter softened. All right. I mean, butter or bourbon, um, good Man, that is awesome. I mean, come on. This is, you know, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, baby. You got to do it right. So you so, know we were supposed to talk about a book. I know. Jeff, <laughs> I do I do want to I do want to um switch gears a little bit and, and get a little serious, Jeff. Uh you know you are called the Catholic foodie mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a purpose for that yes. uh, word Catholic there. Why don't you share with us a little bit about food and ministry and 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 why all this fits together into sharing food at the table and breaking bread together? Well, sure. You know, uh the Catholic foodie the tagline there is where food meets faith and I and I think that's uh, it's very true. It's very real. We experienced that. I think a lot of us Catholics down in South Louisiana, we experienced that sort of just naturally as part of the atmosphere. It's, it's kind of like our culture. It's who we are. Uh, but a lot of the world, they, they don't experience that. And, uh, and it's very, I think, very Catholic and very biblical, too, because you look in Scripture, food plays an incredibly important role throughout from Genesis to Revelation. I mean, in, in, in Genesis, of course, you have the fall and it, it happens through an act of eating. They eat the apple, or actually the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then uh, you have something incredible happen uh, in 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 the Gospels, where Jesus actually gives us him, his himself, right, his his body, blood, soul, and divinity as food. Uh, and in between there, you've got from Genesis all the way up to the Gospels, you have something that's called a, a covenant meal. And these covenants that God made with His people all throughout salvation history always included a meal. And of course, you know, the, the Exodus, right? The, the, the Passover is the most famous of those. Uh, so food plays such an important role. And then again, you look at Revelation. What is everything pointing to? When you look at the end of Revelation, it's all pointing to one thing, and it's called the wedding feast of the Lamb, right? It's all pointing to a big, huge feast. And I don't know about you, but 
that says something to me about us as human beings and what food is all about. And it's not really about the food. I mean, the food is great, and, and I love good food. And if, if I've got to eat three times a day to the day I die, I want to eat good food, you know. Uh, but <laughs> at the same time, it's not just about that. It's about, uh, it's about family because food out of context leads to all kinds of problems. Food is supposed to be – its proper context is a meal, and meals are meant to be shared. And so that's really, I think, where food meets faith right there at the dinner table. It's the same thing that happens on Sundays or you know, daily Mass or, or Sunday at Mass when we gather around God's table and receive his food. Mm. Beautiful. Taste and see, right? The goodness so, of the Lord. Food Amen. and faith meet. And you're also working on a book project, and it's going to be released or is. Uh, tell us a little bit about the website, where we get the fulfillment. What is it? The, 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 fullness, the fullness of truth. Fullness of truth. Right. That's the fullness of truth.com. And this is a book that uh, Mr. Jimmy Sagers wrote. Um, and he had, it, it, it's part of a, a class he's, uh, uh, he's been given for years uh, on apologetics and, and, and just on the faith. And uh, he, we finally have, the, it was a, a hardback book that was like $35 a pop. And what we have done, I have been working together with him to digitally publish this. Uh, first of all, on the Amazon Kindle. Uh, which is available now. It's only four ninety nine uh, oh, wow. on the Amazon Kindle for that incredible resource. Now in the, in the year of faith, right? I mean, what a great way to grow on the go, to grow in faith on the go in the year of faith because it's digital, it's portable. You have it on your Kindle. Uh, you can use the Kindle app on your iPhone, your iPad, your Android. Uh, in in a few months, it will be available in the iBookstore uh, and iTunes. Uh, but it also is available online as a website uh, at thefullnessoftruth.com. That part, that component is going to be available this week. Uh, the book on the Kindle is available now, but the website itself will be available this week. Right now, there's just information about the book there. But the whole book itself, print-friendly pages, fully searchable, all of that will be available online this week. Jeff just, Young, the Catholic Foodie, catholicfoodie.com. Behold, I stand at the door. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will enter his house and dine with him. Happy Amen. Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. This is Father Dave Pavanka, and you're listening to Catholic Foodie. I need two salmon, three salad composite, and a free filet. I need two others, seared salmon. Well, I am delighted today to have a special guest on the show. Uh, Mr. Jim Sagers is with us. He's a, a, a good friend of mine, and uh, he's got some exciting things going on, uh, some really exciting projects. So, Jim, welcome to the show. Oh, Jeff, it's, it's a delight to be with you. I know you well, but a lot of other folks uh, out there listening may not. I mean, you you do have a radio show that you do, I think, twice weekly? Twice a week. I do a, uh, biblical commentaries on Monday on the Radio Maria Network. Uh, we're now doing a commentary uh, of Matthew's Gospel. We do this every Monday from 1 to 2, and it goes out to about 8 and 9 stations and on the World Wide Web. And then on Thursdays from 5 to 6, I do a program on apologetics, a, a program I've been doing now for about 15 years. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of people don't know Jeff how I got involved in radio ministry. Uh, when my wife and I first moved back to the New Orleans area, I was on television with Archbishop Hannon doing a series of programs, 
And after seeing me on television, my wife said, you know, sweetheart, I think your face is better suited for radio. <laughs> I, I've been told something similar. <laughs> we, we, jo- we joke about that. Uh, and actually, I'm, I'm back on television, so I can't use that anymore because I've been doing a series of programs on, on the Focus International Television Network. But uh, it's amazing how we get involved in these things, never anticipating this would ever come about. I had no intention of getting involved in a ministry that's involved in teaching the Catholic faith. It was not my intention at all. Well, how did that come about? Well, I was I was an executive uh, with New York Life. I was a general manager and managing partner of one of our largest agencies in the Los Angeles area. And uh, my brother-in-law James was living with us. And one we would uh, would we would go to six thirty mass in the morning. Then we'd go to the gym and work out. Then we'd go to my office. And one morning at this church, we saw this flyer that Patrick Madrid, who was then with Catholic Answers was going to come to this church and give a talk on apologetics. I said, James, let's go to this. This is very interesting. <laughs> well, I was expecting this very sophisticated presentation on the maybe St. Thomas's five proofs for the existence <laughs> of God and all of this kind of thing. Oh, no, no. It was very basic biblical apologetics, like one plus one is two <laughs> and four plus four is eight. And I'm looking at this huge audience. The, the room was jammed. And these were very well-educated Catholics. And this was like manna from heaven to them. They could not add two and two when it came to understanding that Catholic faith. They had no idea how to wow. explain it, how to defend it, how to understand it. I was amazed. I thought, my goodness, I knew more than these people did when I graduated from high school. <laughs> and uh, so... I felt very strongly that night that God was telling me, Jim, you need to get back into the serious study of your faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fortunately, I met Terry Barber, who was the founder of St. Joseph's Communications, and Terry was handing out Scott Hahn conversion tapes. He's oh, the one yeah. that, that uh, recorded Scott's conversion awesome. story, and he gave me one of their catalogs. And I started uh, buying audio tapes and books by the box load. And I did this for about two years, um, not knowing what I was supposed to do. (laughs) And then two things happened unexpectedly. The director of religion in our parish begged me to teach uh, catechism to the high school kids. They said, no one can deal with them. Can you do it? Mm -hmm. And then I had a group of Catholics who were being pulled out of the church who wanted me to teach them the Catholic faith biblically. And I said, well, then why don't we start with a commentary on Matthew's gospel, the gospel of the church. Well, when I started, I got the material for the high school kids. I saw the problem. The problem was, is the text material was so weak that it basically was a blow-off subject. It was pop psychology and sociology, and there was no meat to it. So I I told the DRE, I said, look, if you want me to do this, I'll do it, but I'm going to have to create my own text. (laughs) <laughs> they said, oh, be my, be my guest. I'm spending the whole Christmas holidays writing uh, uh, a text on, on the uh, the sacraments and then one on, on Christian morality. Um, and that's how it started. And so after uh, running a business and every Monday night I had an adult class teaching uh, biblical studies, and, and my wife and I both felt 
that I was really called to step away from my career and, and get involved in evangelizing Catholics, teaching them the faith biblically. And we moved back to New Orleans, where we're both from this area, and uh, not knowing what to do. And one of the local pastors, who's deceased now, Monsignor Joe Shotan, uh, asked me to teach biblical studies in his parish at a Lady of the Lake. And really, that's how it started. And the thing just exploded from that. And I've done uh, uh, classes on biblical studies and apologetics uh, all, th- all over Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Alabama, uh, California. Uh, it, it's, it's just been amazing. We basically go where we're called. Uh, and um, so then as this developed, I started to see a need for material that's user-friendly for people who are not experts in scripture or theology or apologetics. The catechism is a wonderful resource. I'm doing a course on the catechism right now. But for many, many Catholics, the catechism really is formidable. Right. And they start in it, they get bogged down really fast. And uh, so so over a period of time, I felt the need for, for, for creating an apologetic tool that would be like a workbook for ordinary people that uh, you could teach to grammar school kids, high school kids, you could use in college, you could use for adults, you could use for study groups. And um, so this became then the, the fullness of truth. That's how we developed it. And I worked with two wonderful ladies, uh, both of whom had a lot of experience in Catholic education. Uh, Melody Barus, who's now the past, I mean, the principal at our school, and Celie Clark, who runs the the uh, School of, Re- of Religious Education for those who are not attending Catholic schools. And their great contribution was, they said, Jim, you've got to keep it simple. So I said, well, let me let me start with one, one essay. And, and I think the topic was authority. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's see. And, and so I did the essay, and it was, and I thought, well, this is really a short essay. It was only nine or ten pages. <laughs> they said, no, 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 no. You don't understand what we mean. This, this is, this is, people aren't going to deal with this. It's too right. complicated. It's too technical. Uh, what what you ought to do is um, a one-page cliff note on authority. I'm going, what's our cliff what note? <laughs> and so just, just a simple topics. Why don't you go, what? why and wow, and take a subject and develop it on one page with that concept. And I'm thinking, how in the world am am I going (laughs) to distillate this down to one page? So I said, well, let me give it a try. So we did it. And they said, oh, this is exactly what we're looking for. This is what what we need. And so we we designed this format where you would have a topic that uh, we we would use this this format of the cliff note, but then backing that up is an essay that explains it more fully. So, for example, I happen to be looking at the page on apostolic succession. So then we have what, why, and wow, and that explains the Catholic Church teaching and its biblical basis. Now, if someone wants more information, you turn the page, and now you get an essay that explains it more fully, but the essay is only uh, a little over three pages. Right. Yeah. So it's something someone can handle. So, for example, uh, 
Um, I taught a class of young people down to fifth grade. What I used was just the cliff notes. But what I did is all the parents bought the book and they had the full resource. So as I'm teaching material to their children, the parents have have the workbook. So if questions come up, they can go to the essay section and learn more and explain things to their children. And it went swimmingly. And so we've done this at every grade. We've done it all the way down to fifth grade, done it with high school kids. Uh, I did a course at uh, Ivan Maria University for college students. Wow. And, uh, and of course, we've done it uh, many, many adult classes. And it's just an incredibly user-friendly approach. And that's how we design uh, the fullness of truth. And then we broke it down into sections. So, uh, and that's that's really kind of interesting because we have one section deals just with the issue of authority. Mm-hmm. The next section deals with justification. That is, how does a person go from being an enemy of God to being a friend of God and being part of his covenantal family? And then the whole series of topics under that. Then there's another section, part three, deals with each of the sacraments. Part four deals with issues related to Marian doctrines, like uh, is it proper to call Mary the mother of God? Uh, what about Mary's immaculate conception? What does that mean? And, and where does Scripture support that? And then we have uh, a fifth section, which is just a miscellaneous section where we put things in that are not covered in the other sections. So here we have, well, what's what about indulgences mm-hmm. or uh, praying to saints? Uh What's this stuff about purgatory? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and they find we have we call it an addendum section, where we, that's all we have is just short essays. Uh, we just, for example, we just did two of them on the radio uh, yesterday. Uh, we spent most of the time talking about the male only priesthood. Mm-hmm. What is the biblical basis for having men only as being priests, and is this discriminatory to women? And so we discussed that. And then we we discussed that on the radio for about 45 minutes. And then we spent 10 minutes talking about relics. Where do relics come from? And most people were surprised to find out, gee, relics, that's in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. (laughs) Nothing, nothing new. So this is how the book is structured. And it's designed to be user-friendly. It's not written for scholars, but there's a lot of scholarship in it. There are over 1,000 biblical references. That's and amazing. it's totally integrated with the catechism of the Catholic Church. Wow. That's a tremendous, tremendous resource. Um, so you, you've, had, you've had folks from all different age groups that have, that have gone through this, this course. In fact, what happened is one of the uh, parishioners at our parish actually purchased the book for every person in St. Peter's Parish who's in a teaching ministry. Wow. So every school teacher got a copy, everyone in the PSR program, all those in the RCIA program, anyone who's involved in a teaching ministry received a copy of the book. They could integrate this in, into their classes. And it's also used at one of the local high schools. All the religion teachers have a copy. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about um, uh, learning about our faith. You know, uh, I mean, of course, if, if you've gone through Catholic education, I mean, hopefully one of the things that we learn 
and, and I understand that because I've been involved in catechesis for a long time too, that it didn't always happen this way, but uh, that, that the Catholic faith is biblical, right? right. It's very biblical. There's, there's some things, of course, that, that, that we may come across in our faith, like relics as an example. I can't tell you how many kids have asked me about that you know, when I was teaching. You know, uh, Relics, indulgences, those are, are kind of hard concepts to, to explain. And, you know, we have, this, we have two wonderful resources that we can turn to when we need answers about the faith. We have the Bible and we have the catechism. I mean, the right. catechism is just a tremendous uh, gift to the church. And it's, it's amazing. I think I've, I've explained it to uh, high school kids before by saying that, you know, uh, Scripture is the living Word of God. It is God's revelation. And in a sense, the catechism is almost like the the the... the distillation of the tradition of the church. It's almost like the living word of the right. of the tradition of the church. And so you have these two wonderful resources, but what I have learned, and, and this is my question, what I have learned personally in, in, uh, in, in education and catechesis is that these two wonderful resources tend to terrify people. I mean, they look at it and they just get overwhelmed. Like right. the catechism's yeah. huge. Yeah. And, and what's fascinating is that when you teach the faith biblically, that's when the faith comes alive. Really interesting. The Second Vatican Council says that Scripture is the soul of theology. So if you're studying theology, the catechism, what the church teaches, but you're not integrating that with Scripture, you're studying a corpse. Wow. And, and uh, what's fascinating is at all grade levels, that when the faith is being taught biblically, it's amazing to see how it comes alive in people. For example, your son. <laughs> your son was in one of my classes uh-huh. and uh, that we taught this course on apologetics. And one of the things he loved was sword drills. Oh, yes. A sword drill, I would, I would yell out, uh, Matthew 7.21. And, and the person who could find it first would stand up and read the passage, and I'd throw candy bars to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had so much fun. But they also memorized the books mm-hmm, of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fascinating to see how their faith comes alive because we're teaching them what the church teaches, but where is it in sacred scripture? Right. Yes. And and that's the power of it. And I've seen this with adults. Um, and, and there's so many things. For example, how did the Bible come together? Most Catholics have no idea. Uh, some non-Catholics seem to have the idea that what was going on in the apostolic church is Mary and the holy women were running the printing presses. Right. And Peter <laughs> and Paul and the apostles were running around having non-denominational Bible studies. Right. Yeah. No, this wasn't what was happening at all. There was no Bible. Until almost uh. the, and so th- this is what's so fascinating. Um where does the church get this idea that popes are infallible? Why do we call? Uh, why do we even call priests father? Mm-hmm. That's very mm-hmm. biblical. Uh, can you lose your salvation? This is a big issue that's discussed right. today. Uh, are, are good works necessary? Are we obligated to keep the commandments? Are there are there the ten suggestions? You know, multiple choice. I'll decide which ones I want to keep and won't keep. Uh, and then. The reality of the sacraments, this is, this is so fascinating to Catholics, that once they understand that the sacraments give us superpowers, for example, the sacrament of matrimony that you and I both participate in, how is it possible that I, that I have the capability 
to love my wife the way Christ teaches us in the Gospels, the way Paul teaches us in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 33. That's impossible. I don't have the capability of doing that. But the sacrament of matrimony gives me a capability I don't have outside of that sacrament. Amen. And we wow. could go right down the line. And, and this is what happens when people see, really understand what the church teaches about their faith and what is its biblical basis that faith really comes alive. Mm. The other thing that's fascinating is how this approach to the Catholic faith impacts non-Catholics. For example, a few years ago, I had the privilege of participating in a program at the Big First Baptist Church in Covington mm -hmm. that was called Catholicism and the Bible. And the wonderful lady, very faith-filled, who was mo uh, moderating this, allowed me to participate as spokesperson for the Catholic faith. A large number of the Baptists who were there were former Catholics. Mm -hmm. Over and over again, they would say, I never heard the Catholic faith explained like that. I went to X number of years in Catholic schools. I had no idea right. that this was the Catholic Church taught. The other thing is, is they had no idea that the various teachings and doctrines of the Catholic faith really do have a biblical basis. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at a parish in Picayune, Mississippi, I've been the RCIA director for the last five or six years. Well, I've taken converts through this material, and it's fascinating to see how they come to the, these convert classes, some of them already deciding they want to come into the Catholic Church, but others aren't sure. They just want to, what does the Catholic Church teach? And when they see the beauty of what the Catholic Church teaches and what it's its biblical foundation and how to, how to really read Scripture from a Catholic perspective, how to get to the spiritual meanings of Scripture and how their faith comes alive. Wow. And, and uh, this is what's exciting. And biblical apologetics, which is what we're talking about, to me, this is what fires people up. It helps them understand their faith. And then if they want to learn more, like I've had a number of students who've gone on, they've been so fired up about their faith, they've gone into master's programs. They get master's degree in theology because now they're excited Right. about understanding their faith and want to go into it at a deeper level. That's amazing. That, that's, this is God. the power. Yeah. And it worked. The, the other thing, this is a great resource for parents. I've had parents who have purchased the material to send to their students when they go off to college because they know that college students are going to be challenged on their faith. Right. Yeah. Uh, they'll be challenged. Like my nephew went to a, uh, a Baptist college in Mississippi. He's uh, a, a, a pre-med student. Now mm -hmm. he's in medical school. He was often challenged on his faith. But let me tell you, he knew his faith biblically. <laughs> he knew how to explain and defend it. And that's the power of biblical apologetics. Yeah. And it's not being ugly to people of other faiths. We're not trying to put anyone down. We're just trying to say, this is really what sacred scripture teaches. Right. Well, I think I think part of it too, though, is that we, you know, you really can't love what you don't know, and right. so that that's why it's so important. And I think the church for forever, I mean, since since the the, the beginning, has always, uh, I mean, you had to learn. I mean, there, there was a knowledge component. You, you right. don't, you can't, it's not faith isn't just a a act of the will, and it's not just a feeling. We actually have to know things, 
And so it's 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 very important. And, and of course, you have to know the the right things too when it comes to the faith. You now, know, it's what, interesting, Jeff. There was a meeting of uh, a few years ago in the Midwest of about forty Protestant ministers, which is not usual. Protestant ministers oftentimes get together, but these are ministers of different denominations. What was interesting about this particular meeting, they were all there with Marcus Grodi, the Coming Home Network, oh, wow. and they were discussing the possibility of coming into the Catholic Church. Mm. And the one thing, actually were two things, that were drawing them to the Catholic Church. Number one, the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And number two, the problems with authority within non-Catholic churches. Right. The fact that Everybody has their opinion. Everybody's opinion seems to be accepted on equal terms. Everybody's interpreting the Bible the way they, they want. And But the, the idea of the Eucharist, once you realize, and when, you, when you have godly Christians who realize for the first time what Jesus is teaching about the Eucharist, they have this hunger to receive the Eucharist. It becomes irresistible. <laughs> and that's the power of, of the sacraments. That's the power of having uh, the faith explained biblically. biblically. And uh, many times uh, they come to passages like John 6 and, and they kind of blow through it in seminary and never really and re- never really investigate it. Right. And once they read it, go, oh my goodness, look yeah. at this. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> it was right there. Well, you know, one of the, one of the exciting things um, – is that we we just launched into something this year, right? This past this month in in October, uh, Pope Benedict has uh, declared this year the year of faith, and so it it seems to me that this is the perfect opportunity for all of us. I mean, because even if we're faith filled, we can all grow in faith. We all need to grow in our in our faith, and uh, and 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 the book, the fullness of truth, is a handbook. Right, it's a handbook to, to, to be used. And now you have some very exciting news, I think, kind of a, a new direction or an expansion with with this handbook. Can you tell us a little bit about what's uh, what's going on well, this I think, year? I think what we're hoping to do with people that are going to be subscribers to the handbook and 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 the special website we're setting up that we're also going to add in other courses that will be free that they can download, mm-hmm. uh, I think called MP3 files, am I, am right, I correct? Right. You're yes. the technical person. <laughs> and uh, so so that uh, in addition to what we're getting here, these will be subjects that we're going into at greater depth. Right. Maybe a whole course on explaining the Eucharist or the Mass or an, an actual run, an example uh, of a course where we're actually teaching uh, apologetics to a live audience. Mm-hmm. So these are the kinds of things that will be incorporated, and and these things will be there'll be free downloads to everyone who subscribes to the website. Right. So essentially, what we have is we have this handbook, which is a large document. It it it's been there. It, it's what uh, two hundred pages or so. Right. And right. and it's it's a it's a big big thing. And it's now being uh, converted into a digital format. So right. it's going to be available, I believe, for the Kindle right. and also for uh, the iPad, the iPhone, uh, in the iBookstore. Right. And uh, and also as a website where people can actually go online, they subscribe to it, and they get a password and a, and a username. And at that point, they have full access to all this information that you've had 
um, in, in, a, in, a, in a tangible book format will now be digital. They can search throughout the text. They can, uh, they'll have links taking them to different resources off-site like the Vatican or you know, something from the Catechism. Exactly. All that will be available and uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be just a few weeks more before it's actually online. Yeah, we're, we're really close. Another thing, a real advantage to the workbook is it has a very extensive bibliography. And the bibliography is topical. Now, a lot of my students who have gone on to graduate schools have loved this, or, or, or students in college are majoring in theology. So therefore, if you go to the bibliographical section, you have pages that just deal with general resources on apologetics. But then it breaks it down. And so what about the canon of Scripture? How did the Bible come about? Um, what about the sacrament of confession? Um, what about the, the Eucharist? So if you, and, and what about issues of justification or Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and Marian doctrines? Mm-hmm. So you can go to the resources, and it gives you scholarly works that go into these subjects in much greater detail. Right. And it's already laid out for you. So th- it's designed to be as user-friendly as possible. And like I say, uh, the the Cliff Notes is just one page. And, and for example, I happen to be looking at, I'll, I'll just give one example on the sacraments. And you see how simple this is. The question is, what? The sacraments are efficacious signs, that means they affect, they create what they symbolize, instituted by Christ through which the power of his saving grace comes to us. There are seven sacraments, and now we name them. Baptism, Confirmation, Holy Eucharist, Penance, Anointing of the Sick, Holy Orders, and Holy Matrimony. That's it. That's very simple. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then we go, what? And then and then the wow, wow, the church teaches that the fruit of the sacraments comes from the power of the Holy Spirit, making the faithful partakers of the divine nature. Wow. And it quotes, here's a quotation from Peter's second letter. By uniting them in a living union with the only Son, the Savior. Nevertheless, the fruits of the sacraments also depend on the dispositions of the one who receives them. Therefore, we must open our hearts to the powerful action of the Holy Spirit who will transform us into Christ. And that's a quote from Galatians wow, chapter 2, verse beautiful. 20. It's amazing. It's so simple. So again, this is simple <laughs> that ordinary people, it's written in, meat, as I call it, meat and potato language. It's right. not yeah. theological jargon that ordinary people can understand. One of the, the men in my Tuesday morning prayer group, he participates in another prayer group at another parish. What he did, and he has a group of about 30 men that meet with him every Monday night. He just took out the cliff note pages. And they did a study just based on the cliff note pages. Oh, that's great. Of course, he had the whole booklet. Right. So if they asked him questions, he could, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. he was prepared. And <laughs> he couldn't get over how much they got out of that. That's fantastic. And that's the power of how it's designed. And I, th- I mean, it's great. I think it's great. I think it's a perfect opportunity this year because we are in the year of faith. And, and growing in faith, of course, is something that, uh, you know, we we want to do. I mean, if we have faith, we want to grow more, want to grow in love with uh, with the church, with the sacraments. 
grow closer to God, and and this seems like a fantastic, fantastic way to do that. So uh, the the fullness of truth is the title of the book. It's a handbook for understanding and explaining the Catholic faith biblically, and it can be found online at thefullnessoftruth.com. Jimmy, thank you so much for for taking time to be with oh, us it's, today, and it's, I, it's great been a pleasure to be with you. And thank you. Been a pleasure. Thank All you. Right. Bye bye. Well, again, I want to thank my friend, my very good friend Jimmy Sagers, for uh, being on the show for talking to us about. Uh, the book, right? We're talking to us about uh, the fullness of truth, understanding, or a, really a handbook for understanding and explaining the Catholic faith biblically. This is a tremendous resource that was $35. Hard copy was 35 bucks a pop. And, and, and now it's available on the Kindle, Amazon.com, on the Kindle for $4.99. That's incredible. Uh, you have a, we have, of course, we've got links in the show notes over at CatholicFoodie.com, but also I want to give you the website one more time. It's TheFullnessOfTruth.com. TheFullnessOfTruth.com is where you will find uh, links to the book, but also uh, in just a couple of days, right, just a couple of days, I'm trying to finish this up this week, uh, we have a new website being launched. It is the book online. So you can have the book on your Kindle. You can have it on a Kindle app, whether it's on your iPhone, your iPad, your iPod Touch, your Android, whatever it may be. Any any platform, any any uh, device that has a Kindle app, you can have it on that. But in addition to that, you can also find it on thefullnessoftruth.com in the next couple of days. And uh, there you're going to have print-friendly uh, print pages. You're going to have the ability to do more in-depth searches. Uh, all that is there, plus some bonuses. We've got some class. Jimmy has been teaching the faith for years, and he is a gifted teacher. It, it, it's, he's a blessed teacher. It's amazing. Uh, he's an anointed teacher, and we have some of his classes that he has taught that have been recorded. They're now available as bonuses over at the the thefullnessoftruth.com, bonuses uh, when you when you um, when you purchase a, a membership there on the site, and the membership, by the way, is only ten dollars. It's nine ninety nine, uh, ten dollars, and that's basically just covering cost of development. Uh, but you get the full book online, fully searchable, print friendly pages, and on top of that, you get a, a ton of bonuses. So go to thefullnessoftruth.com. You'll learn more about that. And I'm just so excited that I had him on the show. Uh, it was just tremendous. So. Thank you very much. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving, folks. Really have a happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, bon appétit.